Hey guys, welcome to WDWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Jack McCarthy. Howdy, folks. And Fedra Ekris. Hello, everybody. So tonight we're going to deal with, we're going to talk about Ahsoka. Uh, there's been two episodes out, so I think that's, we'll have a lot of material to go through with that. And I think that's about it. Except I did want to say, and I mentioned this to you guys, I did see Amazing Spider-Man 2 on Disney+. Plus, and I just forward, fast forward the scenes to where there was Spider-Man in it. And it was so good. <laughs> you know, cutting out all of the 15 minutes as well. Yeah, it wasn't that long. It probably was less than a half an hour. Like you said, it might have been 20 minutes. But that costume is great. He's a great Spider-Man. I love the fact that he interacted with the kid that was being bullied. And he, he helped him fix his science project. Um, he was a really good Spider-Man just put into a, not a good story. And he was better in two than he was the first one. I found him very snarky in the first one, but uh, I think he, he was just a more likable Spider-Man in the second one. Yeah, there's, there is. And again, it's probably, I should start doing this from now, go to crappy movies and just fast forward to the scenes that I like and just watch it from there. Because uh, I've told you that for years. <laughs> yeah. Why watch something you don't enjoy? There's too many other things to watch. But it still was, it was fun. Like, I even liked Electro this time. I didn't like, I saw a little bit of uh, his alter ego. Well, I didn't like the nerdy him. But the character, once he was Electro, was fine. Even the goblin was fine. He could have used a mask. But when he was fighting him, was it on the on the tower uh it was, it was pretty cool and emma stone was a great gwen stacy and uh i i just you know it was good it's just too bad that it's like well we need to fill this movie up to be at least two hours so we'll just create a story that nobody's interested in and uh hopefully they'll, they'll get into it because the crap that they did was with his parents oh, that was him, terrible yeah you know, yeah, they were like secret agents practically, and uh, they Just left him a bunch of air in the subway. Yeah, left him some tokens. <laughs> yeah, it's like we don't need to see that crap, and uh, we don't need to see Harry and Norman. You know, it, it's it, it could have been good. Again, I think we all agree we love that costume. I think it was the most comic book accurate we've seen yet. Yeah. You know, we only caught a glimpse of, you know, Toby, uh, not Toby, Tom Holland's at the end of the last movie. So we really don't have much of a feel for it yet. But um, to date, Amazing Spider-Man 2, that's the best costume we've seen. The most comic accurate. I still hope by some miracle that Tom Holland doesn't come back for Spider-Man. I just don't like him. No. Because right, well, part of the problem is he helped make Zendaya become a star. And I, I say this over and over again. I think she sucked her claws into him and made her, you know, it's like you got to keep not only do I have to be in this movie, but I have to be a prominent figure in all of the sequels. And then she got more movies because of that with Sony. I just don't like her. And I think she's using him. You know, when 
when he's outdone his usefulness, she'll find a richer, more attractive guy, and then she'll bump him. She will. Okay, if you say so. It's like Taylor Swift. Oh, don't, no. Don't, let's not go there. We do not need grief from the Swifties. Seriously, dude. Let's deal with the woke and nutty. We don't want to. We don't want to go there. Do you like Taylor Swift? You can't even answer that. Who? Me or Jack? I was going to say Jack first, but oh no! Actually, there are. I like quite a few of her songs. I like the ones when she's not bashing boyfriends. <laughs> Those are the ones I like. But no, I. But even though I am not her in the intended target for her brand, um, you got to appreciate her talent. I'm sorry. You might not like her, Joe, but she writes her own music. She performs it. She plays multiple instruments. She composes. She writes the song. She composes the music. That's a pretty considerable talent right there that she's able to do all that and turn out a pretty good depending who you talk to some say fabulous and great product but you gotta admire her for her talent she is more talent than a lot of the ones out there that people are screaming for as well but um she definitely is talent however we are not her target Fedra is about 20 years closer to that target than we are. <laughs> Aw, thanks. Aw, shucks. But, uh, I, you know, I, I agree with you. I think she's a great, great performer, great uh, composer. I mean, it's no wonder she's been great in the industry. She can write some hits, and those hits have money behind them. Yeah, so don't uh, take a fight with the Swifties, Joe. We don't need I, that. You know, I don't. I don't know what type of person she is because the media can turn you all around. So, I mean, when it comes to, you know, her love life, I mean, maybe she's just using it for her, you know, benefit. And um, frankly, it's working. I'm not saying that it's great. It, it tells the character of the person to, to do such a thing. But, hey, I mean, breakups go both ways. So I'm sure she's just, figuring out a way to just channel her emotions in that you know if it's working for her i guess continue with it i'm not going to put it down i mean she's not she's not a personal favorite but there are a few that i definitely give the nod of approval of like yeah that's that's definitely a hit well i, I don't know much for her music i just know that one song is it shake it up is that one of her songs yeah oh, shake, shake it, it off yeah, that's yeah, that's a. I hear it in the gym. I used to hear it in the gym. Yeah, that's um, a huge hit. Huge. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't listen to the hip kids MTV. Well, MTV does that even play music anymore? I don't think so. I don't think there is any music on MTV anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I, I have no idea. To, don't listen to the radio in the car, so I don't listen to these modern songs. But uh, no, it just scares me. Her fans scare me. Uh, you know, it's just, I guess it's kind of like Elvis had all those fans and the Beatles had their fans. And now she's got her fans, but it's like, oh God, you know, it's, you know, it just seems like they're, they're a little insane. I, I guess I just messed with the Swifties, Jack. The same, the same thing. The, 
the Beatle, the girls were crazy with the Beatles and Elvis. It's just now they're crazy for Taylor Swift. So let them all have, let them have their fun. What are you parsing their mellow for? Well, yeah, I'm just bringing it up because Jack and I and Fedra had a disagreement about her this week. I wouldn't say disagreement. Well, yeah, I would. You liked her. I don't. You opened your mouth and we shut you down. You know. <laughs> so shake it off. Let's go. <laughs> oh, so it's shake it off. It's not shake it up. Is it shake it off? Oh, let me verify. I guess I'm the shake verifier it up here. Shake it off. Shake it's it up is the cars. I think Jack has got all of her music somewhere. I do have. I do have some of her songs on iTunes. I do. I'll admit it. Damn. I like I like that new one too. Uh, yeah, it's shake it off. Hero. Even though that's okay. kind of dark for her. Whatever. All right, let's get into it. So you know, there are some there is some true musical talent after the year two thousand, really. I'm no, I, I, I think she probably does have some musical talent. It's just that the the whole Swifty thing kind of creeps me out. You are and, not the brand. And she kind of creeps me out a little bit. I'm sorry. Um, but good good for her. You know, she's making money. Uh, I think if, if I was her, I would just retire and just go live out off an island somewhere. Because one of her fans are going to break in her house one day if they haven't already. <laughs> now we go into Joe's dark side. Well, it's true. <laughs> It'll be one night. Taylor Swift is sound asleep. No, no, I would. The doorknob turns. I got no interest in her. And it's Joe Hogan. Oh, no, it's more like Jack McCarthy. It's like I got Not me. Yeah, one thousand of your songs on my iTunes. No way. The world's no oldest way. teenager. My voice hey, hasn't come in. Who are you talking to, Joe? My island is a place of love and acceptance. Oh, okay. Yours is a deep, dark death hole. Yeah, whatever. But I wouldn't bother. Well, all right, let's move on. So let's get into uh, Soka. So how do you pronounce her name, Jack? Because it's A S H. I think it's Ahsoka. So it's A S H O K A. I don't. I, I think. I don't think you pronounce the S H as a sh. I think it's yeah. Ahsoka, kind of. Yeah, I always thought like it was Ahsoka, you know, and I I used to spell it that way, and then. I suppose there was an H in there. Anyway, so the series premiered. You know, uh, it's like cool whip. Cool whip. <laughs> He's such a smart guy tonight. Um, I'm rearing to go. What can I say? Uh, Soka. <laughs> All right, so what I, I'm going to do. That's how I saw it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. So, no, what I'll do is we'll, we'll do like the five minute thing and say how we felt about it. Um, but I want to hear Jack first. So what did you think about the series? And then we'll go through the episodes and the characters and all that, you know. Okay. So don't um, go crazy. Here is... I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I liked both episodes. A lot of people are complaining episode one was too slow. Um, however, um, if you had watched Rebels and a, a, and a good chunk of The Clone Wars... Uh, I was not a fan of the Clone Wars, but I did see enough of it that I recognized different elements in the first episode and into the second episode. Um, 
where I enjoyed both very much. Um, there, I do have a few problems with it, um, but overall, I think it's the best Star Wars we've seen since Mandalorian Season 2. I mean, it was a hell of a lot better than Mandalorian Season 3. It was a hell of a lot better than Obi-Wan. A heck of a lot more fun than Andor. And let's face it, Boba Fett was what Boba Fett was. It's it's the best Star Wars we've seen on Disney Plus in quite a while. And I know there's a lot of naysayers on that are picking on certain aspects of it. But you know what? For me, that didn't really take away from the enjoyment of it. You, I accepted it because you know what? Since we last saw her at the end of Rebels, it's been years have gone by. So she has changed. Um, even Sabine, it's been years since we saw her from the end of Rebels. Uh, so she changed. Obviously, they had some sort of falling well, we, out. We've seen Ahsoka in Obi-Wan. And wasn't she in... Uh, we, we saw her very quickly in The Mandalorian. I don't think she was in Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Okay. Um, no, 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 she was in Obi-Wan because didn't she... Uh, was it Obi-Wan or, or was it the book of Boba Fett where she was with Grogu? That and, was in Mandalorian season two. No. I think so. No, because the Mandalorian popped up in something. It was, do you remember Fedra? It was either, it was either the book of Boba Fett or it was, uh, it had to be the book of Boba Fett because it, it would make more sense that it was in there. Um, yeah, there was two episodes. Remember, there were two episodes in the book of Boba Fett, and we said that those were the best episodes because it centered around the Mandalorian. Yeah, but I, I don't think she was in those. She because in season two, it was when you know he was looking for someone to you know unload Grogu, Grogu at that point, and he was kind of bringing her to Ahsoka to be trained so he could kind of you know pawn her off, pawn him off. Um, so I think it was Mandalorian too, but still, we saw her in the one episode. She wasn't. No, because you know that, much. We and that her, episode she was in was great. She was, but, she was, she was like basically hanging out there with Luke. There was the de-aged Luke, and Luke was changing. It uh, was uh, teaching Grogu, and then yes. the man, the Mandalorian, came and said, "Oh, I just wanted to say hello to Grogu," and then. She's like, well, that's going to be a problem for him, you know, if you do that. Um, but that was in the book of Boba Fett, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, you're correct. It was part of uh, episode right. six. Thank you. Well, really, I mean, it was some, I don't remember that because I, I probably blocked out book of Boba Fett mostly from my mind for sanity's sake. Sorry, he was um, too busy listening to Taylor Swift. <laughs> and probably enjoying it more than the book of Boba Fett. Um but yeah, so I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, it looked very Star Wars to me. Um, I liked the ship designs because even in the sequel trilogy, there weren't that many new ships that looked all that good. I mean, even the Star Destroyers, they made the command tower look like this lump of stuff on top instead of the command tower. Um, but I liked the look of that. I, it wasn't home one because that's a that's just a huge Mon Calamari cruiser, but that 
that ship in the beginning I thought was kind of cool looking. It looked like uh, the old Imperial Strike Cruisers from the West End games. Um, but I like the look of it. And I like when they went on the bridge. Like, it looked kind of like a Mon Cal bridge. Mm. So, um, and there were also the aliens were, we were familiar with kind of walking around in the background, not mugging for the camera. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I thought it looked very Star Wars. It felt very Star Wars. I liked the ship designs. Um, but like I said, I, I, I have a few. Yeah, we'll get into that it. Bothered me, but we can go on to that later. All right. So, Fedra. Um, yeah, to piggyback off of Jack, I I did really like it. I thought it was a breath of fresh air. Once again, I'm still skeptical, but I, so I far, so say, good. I'm interested in your view because I'm pretty sure you haven't seen the Clone Wars or Rebels, right? No, I haven't seen them. Oh, so, can, I, can I say that that's one point with it? I think your level of enjoyment on this this show from the first two episodes is if you watched Rebels and even like not as much to Clone Wars, but if you watched Rebels, you would get a lot more of what they were going for, especially in that first episode where they're kind of doing info dump. So I think a lot of casual viewers might have gotten kind of bored with it. But if you were like that's why I, Rebels, you'd like it. That's why I think Fedra's view is important because right. she's going into it fresh and you know, it had, and it, and she probably got a totally different take from it than I did. Yeah, I didn't really connect what was going on. It it took time for me to connect things. I didn't feel like it was slow. I felt like that was it's typical for the storytelling for things to come together in Star Wars. So I didn't find the pace very long. But again, I have a lot of patience. You got to watch. Russian films and then get back to me about slowness. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I thought it was very cinematic. I did still feel like it was still too much of a detective episode. Mm. Like, too much. I wanted it to be more a blend of things. And um, I... I mean, I like like what Jack was saying about the bridge. I liked the the feel. It felt more Star Wars. It didn't feel like a film. Like it, it has to like have that kind of series feel to it, and you want to have momentum of, you know, what's going to happen next. So at least in these, you know, two episodes, it did make me feel like running over stories in my head of what's what's going on and how things are coming together. So I like that there's more questions than things wrapping up too quickly, which I felt would happen a lot in the other series. And that would make me feel like, well, why do I even need to watch? Yeah. Yeah, I, um, you know, I, I can see you seeing that too. And, and I think that like what Jack said and what you said, that's going to be a main problem is people that haven't seen rebels or star Wars. If they go into, they don't know half the characters and they expect you to know the lore of what had gone before. I, 
I'd seen Rebels all seasons of it, and I saw some Clone Wars, but I barely remember the last few seasons of Rebels. So I was kind of surprised with some of the things that they were talking about. I was like, did that really happen? But anyway, onto this show. <laughs> the you know one of the big problems is Star Wars is like Marvel, where it's kind of tainted right now, where everything that they've been throwing at us has been basically crap. You know, so you go into something with your your dukes up, like expecting that it's going to be crap. You don't go in there like you used to, where you're like, "Oh, this is going to be good." Even if it's not great, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. You're worried, yeah. You're worried that it's going to be crap. You know, so that was part of my problem. But I was surprised. I thought it was good, and I I texted you guys. I was watching this, and it's, this is great. You know, and there are a lot of great things in it. Like Jack said, the special effects the ships, it does feel like Star Wars. Like the special effects guys deserve a lot of the credit for, well, I guess they're special effects that, that, or, you know, who handles the, the ships and the, um, just the look and the feel of the planets and all that. Right. We'll say whoever is involved with that, they did their homework. They did an excellent job. Um, I think Rosario Dawson looks great as Ahsoka, but I have problems with her. Um, and it's, I hate this map crap, (laughs) you know, it's another MacGuffin that they have to find. And it felt to me more like the rise of Skywalker, you know, where it's like, they have to find the emperor. The emperor is basically somewhere. We have a map for where he is, but we have to find the map first. And in this case, they have to decode it. And it's just. Like, are you going to do this again? Because they did that kind of in The Force Awakens, too. You know, it's like, we have to find Luke. We have part of a map. It's like, enough with these maps, you know? It's, do we really need this crap over and over again? Um, my big problem, and I still feel that way, is there's just, just, just too many women in this this series. And even, like, on the bridge, like, they had... I guess the captain was male and everything. Everybody, when I looked around, they were all women that were on the bridge. And that reminded me of Star Trek too, where it's like, all right, you have the calm. It's like, why are you ripping off Star Trek? I've never seen that before in Star Wars where the captain leaves. And again, it's just ripping off Star Wars where they, they kill the captain. And then the uh, second in command is now in charge and they have to make decisions. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think that comes back to a uh, naval protocol, but okay. maybe, but I don't know. It just reminded me a little too much of Star Trek. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it they definitely had their moments. Both of these episodes, I thought there were some really cool moments in there, and some cool characters. But I'm still not sold on it, and I guess we'll kind of go through everything. I just have a question for Jack on like the, the characters in particular. Is it like has it been in the books or is it possible for a Mandalorian to become a Jedi? Like I almost question. I almost felt like they're making this up and I was like um, I, don't, I don't know about that. It's two different cultures, two different way of fighting, you know what I mean? It's like are they just trying to make this like 
multi T-Rex of Star Wars. Like, yeah, you know, guys, like, what are we going to do? We got to make this special. You know, Osaka, you know, she's not good enough. You know, we got all these women. Well, well we can't. It's not good enough. What can we do? I know. Let's make a Mandalorian become a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the thing about being a Jedi is the Force doesn't discriminate. Anybody could be Force-sensitive in a Star Wars universe. That's why you have such a variety of aliens that are Jedi. You know, you have uh, Kit Fisto, you have Yoda, you've got, I don't even know what race he is, the guy with the... Yeah, I know, the big large, head. Por- the large yeah, the- pointed head. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Conehead, that's good. You have, I'm sure he's not Master <laughs> Conehead. Um, I just can't remember his name. But, you know, you could have a Mandalorian that's Force-sensitive. Um, when I was saying before, like, there are certain things about that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, Sabine Wren never came across as being Force-sensitive. Um, yeah, I agree. Yep. On on Rebels, their Jedi um, was teaching her how to use a lightsaber because the dark saber, which she had, she had possession of it, um, acts kind of like a lightsaber in the yeah. way it maneuvers. It doesn't, you know, picture a sword that doesn't have weight, and then all of a sudden you come into contact with something. And you catch the full brunt of it on your grip. You know, if you hit something it doesn't give, it's going to bounce out of your hand and probably fly back at you. And when you have something that cut through anything, well, it used to be able to cut through everything. Now everybody can has something that can stop a lightsaber. But you need special training for that so you don't hurt yourself while you're trying to use it. So uh, oh, what was his name? Ezra? Not Ezra. The Canaan. Canaan, that's right. So Canaan was teaching her how to fight like a Jedi so she could use the Darksaber without hurting herself. But that's not being force sensitive. Correct. Um, so, and you don't, that you don't grow into. You kind of always have it. You know, as far as we've seen, like, Luke just didn't decide to use the force. He had that force sensitivity in him. Yeah, a lot of midi chlorines too. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, they kind of explain the midi chlorines don't give the force. What happens is the midi chlorines are attracted to people who are force sensitive. Well, and the more force sensitive you are, the more midi chlorines just sort of latch on to it. No, but the deal with Luke was his father was Anakin. Right. I mean, and, and that's why he was more prone to be a Jedi than just right. your average Joe on the street. Yeah. So, I mean, that Sabine had to become Force-sensitive a Jedi, I don't think that that really didn't need to happen because she, no, right. she was a cool character all on her own. It's like, why make uh, Sam Wilson... Captain America instead of the Falcon. He was cool as the Falcon to begin with. Yep. Bean was an awesome character to begin with. Yeah, she was artsy, but she was kind of the snarky 
Yeah, she was great. Type almost. She's one of Frederick. She's definitely one of the better characters, and although most of the characters in Rebels were good, but yeah, I liked her because she never looked for attention, other than she liked to do graffiti a lot. But she liked to be by herself. You know, she wasn't into like they're trying to force that there's some romance angle now between her and Ezra, which never existed before. You know, which makes well, me sick. Yeah, but, that wouldn't make sense because they're like he says that. That's like a brother and sister type of mode. Right. If, if anything, Ezra was kind of the annoying little brother in her. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, and Zeb, the big purple alien, was their big brother who used to on them all the time. Yeah, the, the, there was no sexual tension between the two of them. And I, I kind of feel that they're, they're leading to that eventually. Um, but, you know, what was great about her again was that she wasn't a show off you know it's like they would finish something and she's like i'll be in my room you know and then she closes the door and she either reads or she listens to music or she you know just graffiti and oh, and that's basically her kind of, life right she was basically kind of your angsty teenage yeah. girl she a few years older than ezra but there's know? no i mean you know it's a stretch that she has, uh, you know, the the dark saber, you know, and that she can be the leader of Mandalore. It's an even, it's a much huger stretch that she can be a Jedi. It's like that didn't have to take place, like what Jack said. It's just BS. And, and it, you know, it comes back to Dave Filoni. I don't like him. I don't like that he's involved in this. And it annoyed me just to see the end credits where it said, created by Dave Filoni, written by Dave Filoni, directed by Dave Filoni, produced by Dave Filoni. That guy should not have a job in the Star Wars universe, and I'll tell you why. Uh, okay. Go ahead. He, he did the animated Clone Wars movie. You remember that piece of crap? Never seen it. That was the first two episodes of the Clone Wars series. No, it wasn't. No, this was released theatrically. Yes, yeah, so it was three. It was the first two episodes well, of Clone Wars. I don't. I don't know if that's accurate or not. But anyway, that was such garbage. It's it's considered to be the worst Star Wars movie. But again, Rise of Skywalker might have overtaken that. <laughs> um, he should never have been given a second chance. And they gave him Clone Wars, and then they gave him Rebels, and then they gave him, you know, the Mandalorian. Which I think I, I don't trust the guy. I think what he does is he hires a lot of good people. He takes advantage of them. He takes credit for the things that they came up with. And I think he's doing that now, too. He'll throw somebody under the bus once people don't like the show, if, if people do not like the show. I And he wears that stupid cowboy hat, and I told you he's never ridden a horse in his life. I can't stand him. And I'm afraid that they're going to make him take over Kathleen Kennedy's position. And the jackass ended up basically stealing the story for the rise of Skywalker for the first couple episodes of, of Ahsoka. Why would you even think about doing that? That movie sucked so bad. Why, why would you like, well, let's do it again, but I'll put a little twist. I, I, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Favreau? not Favreau. Um, I, I just got a brain fart. Sorry, guys. Well, Dave yeah. Filoni made it in 
Oh, it's funny. We're pretty much past the anniversary. August 10th, 2008 was when this was made. It was the first animated movie of Star Wars. And yeah, the ratings are pretty terrible, Jack. No, um, I'm, I'm not saying that. It was IMDb not at, is 5.9 out of 10. Rotten yeah. Tomatoes gives it 18%. No, it, it was very, you know, I would never suggest that you saw it. I, you know, it was like, I, I think the whole theme was that there was like, like a jab of the hut that was kind of like uh, Truman Capote. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he talked like him. And then oh. they were, he kidnapped uh, another hut who was a baby hut and his name was Stinky. Um, it just was horrible. Yeah, it was terrible. I'm, I'm not defending it, but okay. I do have to say Clone Wars, If when it comes to Clone Wars, I tell people start at season three. Those first two seasons are awfully... They're rough. They're, they're awful. They're, not, they're awfully awful, but it, it did get better. And I have to say, I enjoyed Rebels very much. I enjoyed... I liked Rebels. From season one to five. But I still don't like the fact that I, I just don't trust the guy. Uh, and okay. I think that he's going to take over for Kathleen Kennedy. I meant to say Thrawn. You know, that the whole thing is that they're looking for Thrawn like they were looking for the Emperor. Like he's in exile. Like the Emperor basically is hiding in exile, waiting for his time to come back. But they have a map, though, which is nice that they had that. It's like, don't worry, we can find him if we need to find him. We'll just hide where he is. Well, I don't, Why well, wouldn't they just destroy any kind of record of where he is? I don't know why or how um, the witch knows that's where Thrawn is. I don't understand that, especially if he's on some other galaxy somewhere. Because as far as anybody knows, the whales took him wherever the whales go. I forgot that whole part. And so, yeah. but so, the, so, so tell us, for Fedra and, uh, and refresh me and okay. viewers, so what happened with Ezra and Thrawn at the end of Rebels? Where uh, at, at the end, the whales joined into the fight. And basically, they surrounded Thrawn's ship. These are space whales, Fedra. Space whales. Space whales. Okay. You know, space whales. Um, and they surrounded the ship, and they took the ship away. However, Ezra was kind of keeping Thrawn there. So Thrawn couldn't escape, but he had to go along as well. So the whales took the ship and disappeared into parts unknown because they could, you know, bridge the space between worlds. And they disappeared. Now, if you watch the credits on Ahsoka, you'll see that wherever it's kind of like you're following a path through different systems. And once yes. they start heading towards that other galaxy, you see like mural type pictures of the whales following the path. So that's what leads me to believe that's where the whales took Thrawn. That's how he got to that other galaxy. But I don't know how the witch knows that. But how do they have a map? Guess she's using the force. I. No, because the map was buried was was like in some temple. Right. The map. The map. 
she knows that there was this tunnel that went from galaxy a to galaxy b you know that that exists in the past because she named several aliens that had made mention of it in their folklore i guess something is named in that map even though the map is let's say hundreds of years old that map shows the path to where that portal oh, so it doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily take you directly to him it takes no. you to the vicinity it, it, it gets you to the place where he may have gone but it's not like you know follow the x and here's thrown on planet oh, x overly you know. complicated and unnecessary sounds well, like it you know what i think would have helped even with the rebel stuff um and going to back to what joe said about star trek they could have used the star trek trope in there somewhere where star trek always had someone from the outside looking in and talking with the characters so if data is like well you know the transwarp conduit uh can flip its rotational axis and drag you here and somebody this outsider will say what do you mean and then data well, stops to explain it well that's what droids are there for but but the droid knows as much as everybody else they don't didn't have that outsider they should have had that um the mayor the senator whoever it was from lethal who was oh, at the up. ceremony he yeah. should have been along with them helping them so they could stop and explain like the whole point of how she decoded the map that was full of stuff from rebels with the uh the trinity of the father the son and the daughter those were the figures that were built into figuring out the map and a lot of people wouldn't have caught that wouldn't have recognized it if they didn't watch rebels so it would have helped if he was there and say well, who, who are these three figures going here? And they can say, oh, that's such and such, such and such. They're, you know, focal points of the force and whatever, you know, from lore, force lore. You know, little things like the outsider perspective looking in well, that the other characters have to explain stuff to would have helped people like Fedra yeah, get a chance yeah. to watch Rebels. That's a very good point. Um. Yeah, I, I think that th this is basically for fans of Rebels and the Clone Wars. Um, yeah, if you go in there not knowing the information from, from those two series, you're going to be a little lost, and your grade right. is going to be a little lower. Uh, I don't know what to say about that, though, because it's like... It, it's almost like, look, we're making this for the, for the people that like Rebels, but how many people like Rebels? How many people that saw all nine episodes of the star war saga saw rebels uh, you know i mean i i saw it but it's like it's well, not i mean i get you but it did have its fans a lot of people liked it yeah especially when you know heck when they they had uh grand moff tarkin in one season and then eventually he they brought vader in for a season and eventually they brought Thrawn in but it was a cartoon, and I think a lot of adults kind of sway away from, especially when you saw the animation, 
that threw me off. It's like if they would have just made it look a little nicer. But I think a lot of adults too are like, well, I'm not going to watch a cartoon, yeah, especially back in the, back in the day. It was on. Uh, I, I wasn't on Disney. I think it was on the Cartoon Network. Um, was it Disney Channel? Uh, I'm talking about Clone Wars. Oh, Clone Wars was on Cartoon Network. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then then on the Disney Channel was Rebels. But anyway, you're right, Jack. They should have had someone to kind of explain all that stuff. But then people would complain. It's like, what do we need all this exposition for? It's like, yeah, I already know. Too much talking. Too much explanation. Too much talking. Not much, enough acting or action. So I want to get to Rosaria Dawson. And, you know, I think she looks great as Ahsoka. She looks great. And this isn't a problem you know, by her. I think it's it's how she's written. She's boring as hell. She acts like Mr. Spock. She's got no emotion. And if you watch the Clone Wars and Rebels, that's not Ahsoka. That's, you know, it's kind of like Ashley Eckstein. She's got too much personality and too much enthusiasm. And that's and what people loved her. They did love her, yeah. And then you got Rosario Dawson's version of her. And she's just like, walks around with her arms folded. She'll smile every now and then, but she's got no real emotion. You know, it's lacking. There has to be a balance of what she's doing and what Ashley was doing. But here, here's the thing. We've seen her grow. And even bef before this, she was like, I'm no Jedi. I'm no Jedi. Well, you know, I well, if if she, she's no Jedi, then what the hell is she doing there? Well, How why is she training now, somebody if she's no Jedi? Now she's now she considers herself a Jedi, which means she's adapted their customs. And let's face it, look at the Jedi in the prequel series. That was as fun as hanging out with a bunch of uh two by fours. I mean, Qui-Gon had a personality. Obi-Wan had a personality. Samuel Mace Windu had a personality. Well, he was pissed at everybody. I'd hate to be anywhere near the Jedi, like in that group with him Because they there. were all so reserved and restrained. Yeah. They're very restrained, detached, detached. very stoic. Exactly. Very, yeah. So by now admitting she's a Jedi, she's adapted that kind of attitude, even though she's not as bad as the prequel Jedi, she still is so restrained that she is kind of boring compared to the Ahsoka that we used to love in Clone Wars. Or heck, even when she was Fulcrum in uh, Rebels, she's become oh, wow. more restrained because now she's adapted or adopted that Jedi doctrine and hopefully we see her come out of it a little bit maybe maybe it goes back to um you know how in dc they always just say batman needs a robin yeah I'm grounded maybe ahsoka needs sabine to kind of shake her out of that a little bit like hey let's have a little fun let's you know the way Ahsoka used to be to Anakin, you know, so maybe that relationship will bring that, the old Ahsoka out of it a little bit. I don't know. I, I just, it's bad writing. That's all I'm I think say. it's a good point. 
I don't think it was bad writing. I think I do. I think well, that turns guys- into the development as we see them reestablish their relationship as master and apprentice or heck back to friends. Cause they don't really seem like friends. They know each other, but they don't seem very friendly in the first two episodes. Yeah. I, again, I have a problem with this. It's the whole force sensitivity stuff. Like you had brought up before. It's like, Oh, I should train you. You know, you can be a Jedi. It's like Oprah giving away cars, and you can be a Jedi, and you, you can, can be a, a Jedi. Power. You, <laughs> power. you know, That's it's great. like I, I think it's kind of like where I mean, it, to be a Jedi is is a rare experience. Not everyone could be a Jedi, but in this new Star Wars, in Disney Star Wars, anyone could be a Jedi. Just have to be a little bit force sensitive because. They said that like Finn was force sensitive. He could be a Jedi. Poe is force sensitive. He could be a Jedi. It's like, nah, that's not the way it I should be. They, said, they didn't say Poe. They did say, well, they definitely said, well, in the comics they did. They said oh, he was oh. he was force sensitive. And like I never understood the whole thing of all of a sudden Finn was force sensitive. Like, huh? Well, let's Where'd just say I, I don't like that. I just think that like Jedi's are rare. Like like Yoda said, you know, in uh, Empire Strikes Back, there is another. It's not there's another 10,000, you know. Right. It's just like one more that could do it. I hate also and I said this last time where people are surviving all these Jedi surviving the purge. And saying, no, enough of that crap. It's like it's just an uh, excuse. Yes. Go on, sorry. No, yeah, sorry. I yeah. I, I think what you touched on is what same thing we touched on last week when we were talking about oh, Star Wars. Yeah. These two, the master and apprentice, I'm telling I think they are not Sith. I think they are fallen Jedi, dark Jedi. Well, they were Jedi. They were once upon a time, but they're fallen Jedi who have gone astray. Because I don't think you could imagine either of them being considered, you know, on the light side anymore. But or we'll get to them. Okay. Uh, um, I wanted to get to Sabine. Um, my, I have two problems with her. I don't think she looks right compared to the animated version, and I think she's a brat. <laughs> you know, spoiled brat. Well, I think that's what she's supposed to be. She's supposed to be a punk, right? Uh, that's how I saw her. I saw her as like, mm-hmm. you know, a very fiery, fearless, scatterbrained punk. And her brother's gone. She doesn't really, you know, want to invest in her master. She doesn't take her seriously. She's kind of just floating around in this place. And then, you know, when she gets called upon... You know, then she's even like wondering, like, is she even a Jedi? Do I even want to be a Jedi? Like, so it just it just looks like to me someone that's, you know, a little lost. Well, I, I don't like that. <laughs> Ahsoka goes, "We need you to unlock this map, but whatever you do, don't take it out of this ship." But I could think better at my own place. It's like I don't care. Don't take it out of this ship because if it falls in bad hands, we're screwed. She takes it out of the ship. It falls, it falls in a bad ass. <laughs> yeah. 
it's you know that just annoyed me because it's like you knew she was going to do it you knew that was going to happen and it's like why i mean why didn't she take it seriously that this was so important why why couldn't a droid figure this out i mean if they can do so many things and you know computers can do so much more than we can that we need sabine to figure out how to unlock this map I, i'm sure a droid could have figured out how to unlock that they could have figured out like trillions of calculations activity what maybe a droid doesn't have maybe you need creativity and artistic to you know figure those sort of things out droids aren't known for being creative i don't know it's the human versus technical aspect joe mm -hmm. emotional versus logic I'm just saying that she could have just sat there and and spent her time. Too bad she didn't have her fluffy pillows that or slippers that she could have slipped on and worked at. It's like, no, you're going to work on it here, so I can protect you just in case any baddies come along. You know, it's like, yeah, f you. I'm going home. <laughs> Feed my cat. I did like the cats. I did like the cat too. I I like the way they looked. I think they did a good job on them. Yeah. Because they were cute when they were animated, but they, they didn't go, it didn't look too fake. It looked, and they looked pretty good, I thought. I thought they were weird in a way, like, I thought it was going to be like in Marvel where they're going to like eat somebody. Hmm. <laughs> Point the, the, the wall cat <laughs> and have it eat. Yeah, exactly. Flying out of its base. Yeah, I was like, uh, I'm not ready for that, but it is kind of cute. I'm sure Disney's like, yes, we can sell you the Galaxy's Edge. You know, I that thought they exactly. had like a stuffed animal of them at Galaxy's Edge. I don't know if they did it. I know they have some stuffed animals, but I'm not sure if they have that one. I um, thought down it was the bestiary or. Well, yeah, but it's or whatever they called it. Like they have that. Uh, see, I, I've got. I have a brain fart. The one that was hanging out with Jabba, uh, you know. Salisha's <laughs> crumb. Yes, yeah, is it Salisha's crumb? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they have him there, and they have a couple other things there. Um, but but no. So for my thing with Sabine, from it's funny. Whenever Rebels would start, she would always change her hair. You know, like every season, it'd be like a new hairstyle. And uh, it was weird. I was always curious as to what it was going to look like. Uh, so I looked forward to it. I didn't like that she had long hair. And then I wow. was like, what? I thought she looked better when she cut it. Yeah. Going back to the Rebels look because fitting it under a helmet. Well, no, I, I was like, I knew she was going to cut her hair. I was like, yes, she's going to cut her hair. But it doesn't look right. It's too short now. It's too short. It's too thick. You know, it's like in Rebels, it used to be thinner. You know, it used to have a piece like kind of going off the side of her eye. And it just kind of looks like a like a hair helmet, you know. I thought she bit. looked good. I don't know. I don't know what I, you were watching, but I thought I, she looked good. Nope. I was disappointed when she, I was like, I, I go all through like the, the episodes, the first two episodes, like, she better cut that hair. She better cut that hair. And then she cut her hair. It's like, why'd you cut your hair? You know? It's like, you look so much better with the long hair. I mean, I think she's a decent actress. She plays the role. And I did read that she did 
once she was cast, she she watched all the episodes, so she gets an A plus for effort there. Um, it's more effort than uh, we've seen from people who watched who've starred in the other shows. Yeah, true. Um, so they do kind of get it right, but I just feel like they're overemphasizing emphasizing her importance. You know that. It's like, I don't want to be a Jedi. I don't like you, Ahsoka. We're parting ways. And then a lot, then they're like, well, we need you. We need your help. She comes back, and now you have to be a Jedi. And Ah, but remember, she said Ahsoka left her. She didn't leave. It wasn't the other way around. Oh, I didn't Ahsoka realize that. Ahsoka was the one who called off the training. Yeah. And walked away, which is why she's so resentful. So yeah, so okay. So I, I didn't realize that. So that, like I said, we'll we'll probably get more to that story as the show goes on and they reconcile to be friends again, at least. <laughs> so we'll see where it goes. But I, I honestly felt a lot more hopeful for this this show at the end of this two episodes no, than I did any other thing that we've seen. Agreed. Plus, I'm just you know I love to complain. Keep I know you it. do. Yep. We get it. <laughs> so Hera. So here's my problem with Hera. You know, I love uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And she, remember when she was in, uh, you know, Scott Pilgrim? She was adorable in Scott Pilgrim. She was, and she yeah. changed the color of her hair. She would see. I always pictured her to be Sabine. You know, like that character that was in Scott Pilgrim would have been a perfect Sabine. You know, just the look of her. And her attitude and all that. I think she would have been a really good Sabine. Um, she doesn't make a good Hera for me. Uh, she's too skinny. And I. Too skinny? I, I, yeah. I, think, I think. I mean, she's. I, don't get me wrong. I think she's beautiful. But I think. I don't. I don't think she's skinny enough to be Hera. I don't know about that. And I've always pictured. Is, so is she like a like a Twi'lek? Yeah. Say? Yeah. I always pictured them. I, I guess, and it had a lot to do with Return of the Jedi and Java's slave. As uh, and even in Rebels, I always pictured her to be black. Like 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 a black actress would have worked perfectly as that character. You know, painted green. Painted green. Yeah. Um, I think that. They should have. I think they made a mistake by casting her. They could have cast her as something else, but they could have gotten this. Would have been a, a really good idea to, you know, if you want to bring in a black actress, this would be a perfectly. And, and there are so many. Hello? I think you muted yourself by accident. Okay. Do you hear me now? Yep. Yes, we can. Okay, I was banging on the table. It's <laughs> uh, getting emotional. All right. Oh, he's getting worked up already, Fedra. We got him now on the ropes. Sorry about that. No, I'm just saying that I've seen in the past so many good black actresses that I could see in that role, too. Uh, like, who is the one that was in... Uh, she was in Civil War, uh, and she played the mother... 
that lost her child and she had that con that talk with oh what was Tony her name Stark. i like her too um not regina king what's her name i know who you're talking about i can picture her in my head yeah she she would have been good well for me hera it's not that what kind of threw me is I, I don't think her color is right. Like, I think she's too bright a color green. Mm. And I think, and those contact lens, the, the, that bright blue contact lenses they have her in, that's also throwing me. It's just, I don't, the makeup is kind of off for me. You're wasting the attractiveness of Mary Elizabeth Winstead, you know? by doing all that stuff. Like I, she did not need those colored contacts. Um, right. And I think the green should have been toned down a little. Yeah. Uh, because she, she didn't look that green on rebels. Um, like it's too bright. Yeah. It's too bright. It should have been maybe uh, mixed with a little bit of yellow to like dull it down a little bit or do like some sort of shading or something. It's just too uniformly bright. Um, but I don't have a problem with the way, with the, how the character was written though, you know, and I thought she did an okay job because Hera was always very motherly towards her crew. Well, that's the problem is that she should mostly be motherly. She should be a really good pilot. I don't like this whole general crap. It's well, like, again, you know, that's what they love to do. It's like when everybody gets to be general. Yeah, which I don't like. I mean, Lando got that, to be a general. Exactly. Got to be a general. These are not oh, people you oh, want to put in party. Yeah. Well, does, Finn, well, at least does, Finn was part of the military structure. Does that you know? mean she won't be throughout the show? Like maybe she'll have a quick exit if no, she's going to be the general? She'll be promoted, I'm sure. Well, um, I mean, she, she was promoted to general. Uh, during Rebels, I but believe. And I, don't, I, mean, I don't like when they overuse that, though, especially, you know, when this, like, you do realize I'm a general. And then and then someone will say her name, and it's like, that's general. You know? And it's, I don't like that crap. Yeah, but that's Star Wars. I guess so. That's 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 a Star Wars thing, you know. It's like I have no military training whatsoever, but I'm a general, damn it, you know. So that that's that's Star Wars. That's thinking too much of it. I did like I did like when um, the bureaucrat in the shipyard wasn't kind of recognizing her rank. Yeah, and she was like, um. I like I that classify whole scene. everything. Everything is <laughs> nothing's classified for me, you know. And uh I liked how he was kind of not recognizing it and she kind of put him in his place a bit. So that annoyed me, sorry. Okay. Again, it's like using like you do realize I am a general. It's like, yeah. How many times are we gonna be reminded of that in the series? A lot. I'm telling you, it's not gonna be the last time in episode two. She's going to say it a lot, or someone's going to say it. Oh, it's General. What's her last name? Sadula. Sadula. Yeah. Uh, 
What do you think, Fedri? What do you think of the main three ladies? I mean, I I like Ahsoka. I I understand the whole stoic presence. I do want to see more out of her throughout the whole series. I don't want her to be just stoic the whole time. Uh, I don't know about Sabine. Like most of the time, I did find her annoying, personally. Like, but maybe that's there's room for growth. So maybe there will be. Fedra, you know, you'd, you'd make a good Sabine, I think. Me? Yeah, I'm not saying her the way she's portrayed, but no, I think you would fit in pretty well as Sabine. You got the look. Oh well, thank you. I, I always remember we always said which star wars we'd want to be and i actually chose luke skywalker so sorry so i guess the female version would be ray but um yeah i've always seen myself as a jedi but i mean it'd be kind of cool to be a mandalorian i love their armor and i love that they can fly that's no, so it. cool <laughs> <laughs> uh, just rain down that havoc <laughs> like yep this is the way y'all <laughs> that'd be really cool well she's um, one of the she's one of the few star wars characters that's into music you know oh really yeah like she's she wears well you could say she was wearing headphones when she was like racing uh -huh. on that stripper on that uh, that speeder yep speeder bike i do like that they kept that kind of scenery from the from rebels how you had that long highway leading out to the communication tower where i forgot all about that hung out. but no you're right and now that you mention it you're right that, that it brings back memories now yeah i like that they they did you know little bits of they remembered where it came from who would have thought somebody actually looks at the source material i can't believe it it's a well, whole new Lucasfilm. Well, apparently he wrote it. So. Well, but like I said, it, it's nice to see touches like that, that you can recognize the planet they're on because of the things you've seen before coming back. So, you know, I kind of, I, I kind of liked that scene where she was on the speeder bikes. I like the chemistry between the three of them so far pretty nice for first two episodes uh i do have to go back jack and just ask about any knowledge that you have in the books because quite honestly like i was just rolling my eyes and i'm gonna go there because i did text about that i never knew that there was so-called witches in star wars like i was just oh. rolling my eyes i was like seriously okay this is going through disney now now we're gonna have it's been in marvel now we're gonna have it in star wars like is this well, really a coincidence or they just the witches predate the sale to disney yeah they're they're All in right. the expanded um, universe they were okay they were part of the expanded universe um like after when star wars relaunched with the uh, Timis, with the thrawn books by timothy timothy zahn um they came up with a whole bunch of new things and one of the things they touched on was that remember the forces for everybody 
However, not everybody hangs out on Coruscant. So uh, the witches are basically a group of force users who were kind of on a less primitive planet. And, you know, let's face it, when and when you have a bunch of people who, you know, can do telekinesis, have enhanced abilities, can do all sorts of things, um, they did what most people would do. <laughs> we're better than everybody else. We're going to take over. We're the 1%. <laughs> so they took over and they made the culture where they were in charge. Um, so, yeah, the witches of Dathomir had been around and they even had a book on it where, I don't know, Luke Skywalker came across them somehow. You know, and like I said, this is this predates the sale to Disney. And um, eventually they were incorporated into uh, the regular canon uh, where we all know how uh, Darth Maul got chopped in half. And then such a great villain. And then he got better so he could show up in other places. It was the witches of Dathomar who brought him back. Ah. And they also had possession of the dark saber for the longest time, you know. So, because the dark saber didn't just pop up in Rebels or Clone Wars, that even you know, it, well, I think it first appeared in the Clone Wars, but um, it was the witches of Dathomar who had that, you know. So they had explored. Uh, how do you put it? Because they were not part of the Jedi. And they were not part of the Sith. Anything they could, anything went as far as using force powers. However, they were more towards the dark side because they used those powers to benefit themselves, not everyone else. Correct. For power, they used yeah. they used those powers to rule over the place. I mean, they used to ride rancors around. I think. So that gives you a little bit of, uh, you know, how nice they were. <laughs> and if you pissed them off, they just have their rank or eat you. Um, so they, they were, they've been around for a while. Uh, they're not true witches as, you know, toil and toil bubble and, you know. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny, Jack, the name of the second episode is called... toil and trouble. Yes. Um, <laughs> Which is which is a term to witches, but they're not. They're basically dark side force users. They're not, you know, witches, witches. You know, as far as Star Wars goes, but they've been they've been around for a while. Um, you know, I and actually I kind of like that they're using them because, as we said in last week's How to Fix Star Wars. Let's let's give the Sith a break for a while. <laughs> let's let's get some other baddies out there. And yeah, uh, I can I can agree with that. Yeah, I think she's gonna. I think this one is gonna fit the role, um, because, like I said, as far as the witches go, anything goes. You know, they can heal you. They can hurt you. You know, they can hit you with force lightning. Or they can, you know, 
do whatever, you know, healing by hands like Ray did. Anything goes with them. They don't they don't care. For them, powers aren't defined by, you know rules. Rules. They're mm -hmm. just powers. Oh, I'll use it to do what benefits me. If it yeah, benefits they, me to heal you, I'll heal you. you they know. use they use the force in different ways. Right. And I, I don't even know if I I don't even know if they even call it the force. Well, but it's going to be, I hope that the writing, you know, the writers will be creative then because well, then that means there's a lot of fair game to make it interesting. So I hope they don't just put it in a, you know. Right. It was defined as like, I think the powers and then Luke Skywalker shows up and he's like, oh, wow, look at all these force sensitive people here, you know, because they can sense each other. And then it was like, okay, they're force users. That's what, that's what their power comes from, you know. I think that's what he used to eventually kind of escape and defeat them, you know, because his understanding of the force was different and better than theirs. So, um, but like they, they've been around for a while. Well, the so, ending, the ending credits design also looks very much like astrology. Uh, and interesting that some of the writing around the credits looks very, uh, either pagan or more like Norse. That's pagan. what I thought. It looked very runes. And runes. It? Yeah, it's very runes. So it's interesting that they're putting that around it too. Um, I did want to get into like uh, Ray Stevenson, who plays Balin Skull. And the other one was Ivana Sakno. She plays Shin Hati. And so it says here. Balan Skull is a former Jedi who survived Order 66 by fleeing into the unknown regions and is now a mercenary in search of power. He is Shin Hati's master and working with Morgan Elizabeth, who is Elspeth Elizabeth, who <laughs> is basically the witch there. Um, and then Shin Hati is his apprentice who is a dark force user and wields a lightsaber and is ordered by Balin to go after Ahsoka. Um, she is described as calculated and impatient, but a seeker. Uh, so yeah, so he was a, he was a survivor of order 66. All right. And, but I think he's, like you said, I don't think he's a Sith. I think he's more of like, what are they, do they call them greys? Like where they try to use both? Yeah, I I think they say grey, but like they said, they said Qui-Gon was like a grey Jedi because, you know, he was so different from all the other ones. I don't know. I think he's more of like a fallen Jedi that, you know, he's really just lost his way. It's not that he's, you know, treading the light side or the dark side or a line between them. I think he's just lost his way completely. And, you know, that's probably why he gets along with the witch, the witch, because he has these powers and he tries to use them. However, he's benefiting himself to survive. Well, he has like, I think at one point when um, she walks away and he's talking to his apprentice, he's empathetic towards 
the fallen Jedi or those that survived the purge. Do you remember that scene? Yes. So I have a feeling either he's going to turn to the, the light side or she, I have a feeling she will because it's Disney star Wars and you can't have a female be bad for long, you know, kind of like Reva. it's like, they'll, they'll somehow make her good. I don't know. It would, it would be interesting if you know how the Sith, the, the apprentice is always eventually supposed to kill the master. And I, now this is out there. I could almost see Ahsoka re-inspires that hope for the light side in him. And then his apprentice turns on him and cuts him down. Yep. All right. Well, that's one theory. Now, I think that would be a much better version than, you know, the cliche of, oh, well, you know, the girl can't be bad. Let, let's make, let's make her a regular viper, you know, that, yeah, she, she, you know, she, she's bad to the core. She really is where he may have lost his way. No, this, this chick is trouble. See, now I think what's going to happen is maybe the witch will kill him and then she'll have second thoughts, you know, and she'll end up joining the, the Charlie's Angels group over there as the fourth one. <laughs> well, I think that's what Dave Filoni. <laughs> I think that's what with Dave Filoni <laughs> probably went up to Kathleen Kennedy. And if I got an idea for you, Charlie's Angels without the Charlie, three girls being super powerful and brave and fierce. Here's three hundred million dollars. Go do it. <laughs> you know. This thing uh, cost three hundred million, did it? No, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. I, I wouldn't be that, surprised. I, I, I always hope that they're learning their lessons somehow. No, but they, when they filmed this before, they realized that they had problems with their budgets. I wouldn't be surprised if it cost at least two hundred million. Well, because I mean, you it know, looks, the, it looks better than Secret Wars, anyway. So yeah, Secret Wars cost over two hundred million. Yeah, so. and this looks a heck of a lot better already. Only two episodes in. But yeah, this is a long shot, but I do think that she's going to turn just because, again, there's been a precedent with Reva, you know, where it's like she's a badass. She kills people. And at the end, she's like, I'm sorry. Love me. <laughs> Love it didn't me. work out that way. I uh, yeah, I hope it goes the way Jack says. I, no, don't, I, do I don't I don't want her to turn. But I don't think it's gonna see she reminds me too much of Taylor Swift that one too. Oh good grief. <laughs> you are stuck tonight. <laughs> she does look like her. No, you know she looks like um that girl from Night Court. Uh <laughs> the girl from Night Court? Yeah, the blonde the new one or the old one? No, the old one. Um, she was Meat Meatloaf's uh, backup singer. I forget what her name is. Um, is it Lori Petty or something? I, I forget. Oh, the one who replaced Marky Post. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, she, she kind of reminds me of her. Yeah, I know. We're getting into theories or situations people don't know. But I'm not a fan of that character. All right, well, let's get to the big thing that we had a, a bit of a problems with. So Sabine gets stabbed 
and she doesn't die again. You know, I'm getting sick of this crap. It's like where we, we've seen it before, with Reva, where she gets stabbed and it's by Darth Vader. And I said this, you know, I texted you guys, like if, if you're going to stab her and you're a bad person, and I think she's bad because she's got the red lightsaber, or is it orange? No, orange. it's red. Oh, is it orange? No, it's orange. Hmm. All right, so it's, it's all right. It leads so, me to why it's, they're not Sith once again, but okay. So why not just chop her head off and just be done? Of it? I, I, you had a good answer for it, Jack. Yeah. It's Star Wars, not John Wick. <laughs> but I'm just saying that's what I would have done. I would have just killed her so that she doesn't come and get revenge on me. Um, it's just it's too easy. It's kind of like uh, I still say Qui-Gon, he got stabbed. Boom, he died. She gets stabbed. They take her to the hospital. Yeah, you're all right. We'll get rid of that scar in a couple of weeks. I, I just don't understand that. It's like at least chop her arm off or something like that. Instead of stabbing her like where she probably would die. Well, why not? Why you couldn't give her a, like a, a cybernetic arm? I mean, I called it and I didn't even see the episode at that point. And it's still there. It was in the upper abdomen, Joe. I mean, yeah, she was fine. It what could it, a belly wound is supposed to be one of the most painful things, and I'm sure it hurts, but it's not like getting stabbed in the chest. Qui-Gon, you're right. Qui-Gon That was like mid-chest. That was to. like by the heart. I sent you pictures, the both of you. No, Qui-Gon no. wasn't by the heart. Qui-Gon was a gut shot. And Solo was through the heart, even though <laughs> Oh, okay. He, you know, that's what I'm thinking of. He, Maybe. he was dead because he fell into the bottomless pit. You know, Maybe Qui Gon had appendicitis and it burst. Well, so did Qui Gon. Qui Gon was stabbed and then he fell through that shaft thing. No, he didn't fall through the shaft thing. No, he, he was hanging out on the side. He fell yeah. on the side. Oh. He, had to, he had to tell uh, Obi Wan to train that little bastard, Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> that spoiled brat, Anakin. <laughs> Well, no, he just he caused all the problems. It's like it's like thanks a lot, Qui Gon. Wasn't for you, it wouldn't have been so bad. Um, no, I see. And again, getting back to Star Wars, see, that's why it would have been made more sense if if Qui Gon was like the Phantom Menace, like if he was the bad guy, and he knew that Anakin was prone to be a Sith at some point and that he would take over because his master was Dooku, you know, it just would have made more sense, but that would have uh, been a cool twist. Yeah. Would have been a nice twist. That Qui-Gon was a deep plant. Yeah. A mole in the Jedi. But I, I don't buy this crap though, you know, with her getting stabbed and she's okay. And plus she's like, she's got it. She's no way she's over a hundred pounds. That girl, there's no way. I mean, wouldn't you die if you got stabbed? Like, <laughs> don't uh, okay, well, like, if you get stabbed in the stomach, it's going to take you a while to die. And she got yeah. medical help, medical help pretty quickly. I mean, it's not unreasonable. Now, if she got stabbed through the chest and you know, impaled, but what gets me 
not to be as bloodthirsty as Joe, but why isn't why is it that when somebody gets pierced by a lightsaber, you have a clean hole in and out? Because it cauterizes. <laughs> no, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, wouldn't you stab? But when you jerk the lightsaber back, shouldn't that leave like a gash, like? The length of the lightsaber coming out. Oh, yeah, like like a oh, like an actual hole is what you're saying. No, you have like, a hole, and then you know like, the lightsaber like can slice through nearly anything. Um, like if you stab, if you go straight in, and then you jerk it back, you know the blade isn't going to go straight in, straight out. It's going to come out at an angle. Like. Frederick, if you were standing behind Jack and I stabbed him with a lightsaber, I could look through the hole and see you. Right, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. But I'm saying it shouldn't be a clean hole like that. I was just making a joke. Oh, um, okay. I, I kind of understand what you're saying, Jack. But but anyway, I'm glad it didn't happen because unlike Joe, I like the character. No, I, I like Sabine, but I'm just saying it, it just... I, I like I Sabine, but I would have rather she died. She should have been cut up. No, I mean saying. it's Star Wars. That's all. Exactly, like, it's plot armor. It's like I stabbed you, ha ha, and they run away. It's like, but a real villain would just finish her off. Like I said, with John Wick, he would just pop her in the head. You know, don't have any deal with this little brat following me around the galaxy looking for revenge. Well, she uh, is an apprentice, so how do we know that she hasn't killed anyone yet? I, I assume I'm she, pretty sure that chick has killed somebody. But yeah, yeah, I was going to say that she too. Looked, she looks, <laughs> she looks pretty stone cold. And there was a point when she was, uh, when she did have the dark saber. Uh, I think at some point she might have killed somebody. Um, Wait, Sabine? Yeah, didn't Sabine have the dark saber? Yeah, she had. You already said it. Yeah, yeah. She, she probably sliced somebody, gave somebody. Because yeah, weren't they fight like when she went to Mandalore? I, I don't know. I don't remember all of it. Anyway, but my point is, it's just that I, I just think that like it, at least like chop her arm off or, or 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 something. You know, it's instead of just like making it like like C-3PO where it's like, uh, well, he's no, like Chewbacca, like when Chewbacca and, and rise of Skywalker, he's dead. <laughs> and it's like, luckily he was in another ship. Luckily he saw you know? <laughs> when I was, <laughs> when I was reading the scroll at the beginning of, of, of uh, the first episode, I couldn't help it. It's like, it just came out. Patrick was laughing. It's like, the galaxy has changed. No, I rushes to the aid of her old friend Sabine. <laughs> that old that old narrator from the Clone Wars. Oh, that was terrible. No, it was Tom Kane, and and I know he had a stroke, and he's really. I feel bad for that, but I hate it. That that kind of kept me away from the Clone Wars. It just felt made it sound too kiddy. It's like kids can't read. You know, it's like. Just put a scroll before every episode. Don't have this guy. It's like <laughs> the Empire rules the galaxy as last in this last episode. It's like, yeah, like you said, it's like, shut up. <laughs> Sounds cute. Like, cute no, cutie. 
not Star Wars. It was very Flash Gordon-esque, but, you know, even Flash Gordon, when they had those titles going by, no one was reading them. It's like, again, it's, well, I guess it wasn't Disney. It was, it was Filoni. It's like, eh, kids are stupid. They can't read, so we'll have to read it for them, (laughs) you know. We'll get the most obnoxious sounding guy. And I'm not saying Tom Kane is, but he just the way he did that voice, he was kind of like one of those 1920 uh, yeah, announcers. I think, I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. They were going yeah. for the old newsreel type of <laughs> voice and sound. Lucky Lindy flies to France. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, so let's be glad they didn't have any narration. Yeah, yeah, can you imagine if they had narration in Star Wars, the first one? New Hope. No. No. I did like the, the, the red lettering. I thought that was it was reminiscent of the episodes, but it was different too. So I kinda like that they started off that way. Okay. <laughs> what do you think of the robot or the droid, Kuyang? Voiced by David Tennant? I thought he was yeah. pretty good. Now, was he in the, I was asking you that, was he like the other droid that was in Rebels where you had Chopper that was like, it was a fun droid and the other guy was kind of like. Uh, Chopper was a fun, Chopper was psychotic. But he was fun though, you know. He was psychotic. He's <laughs> a fun psychotic, yeah. You'd, you'd be fun psychotic, but then the other guy was like, oh dear. <laughs> yeah. He just sounded like he was massively depressed. Like oh, yeah, uh, all the time. Like Alan Rickman, uh in that uh oh, you know, that Hitchhiker's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, that that robot. You know. Remember there was that robot that was kind was of depressed? Robot. Yes, I, I get you, yes. No, I mean do you but he was in Rebels. Yeah, at towards the end. Was that the same robot? No. No. no, was that robot in Clone Wars? Because I think he was in Clone Wars. He may have been in Clone Wars. I, I don't know. For me, Clone Wars was hit and miss. I didn't catch every episode of it. Yeah, no, it says that David. You know, Tennant, I love the last. The last season of it was great, but he's a lightsaber crafting droid that was used by the Jedi for thousands of years. He reprised his role from the animated series, The Clone Wars. I guess he was in it. Huh. I liked him though. Yeah, I thought he was pretty good. He was kind of he wasn't um overly polite like C3PO. Yeah. You know, like when he's telling, yeah, of all the Padawans I've seen, you are the worst. <laughs> I thought that was a funny scene. No, he was a combination of C-3PO and K-2SO, I think. Kind of. He almost reminded me of like how uh, they portrayed Alfred in the Batman movies. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. You know, like the sarcastic butler. Mm -hmm. No, I like how he scolded Sabine in the hospital. I thought that was well done. Yeah. No, I, I liked him. I thought he was pretty good. And I did not like... When, uh, what's her name? Is it Hera? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. No, no, when she was like going after the, 
Yeah. That ship, yeah, with the tracking system part. Like, no one's going to take her down with all those guns. Well, I mean, she is a, an incredible pilot, as is we she, know. But I don't understand understand why she had the uh, the little ship. I would I I would have liked to have seen her flying around the ghost. Yeah, and I was wondering if well, I, I guess the ghost can't be destroyed because it was in the Rise of Skywalker, and that takes place much later in life. Um, yeah, I was surprised that she wasn't in that either. But yeah. maybe that's her. Maybe that's her general ship. Well, I mean, because, because, you know, her being there, you know, let's face it, there is a lot of fan service in, in this uh, with the character choices. But it would have been nice to have seen the ghost in action. Yeah, no, I agree. But I, I thought that was fairly unbelievable, you know, for her to be going, you know, I'm going to take on that gigantic, huge, well, what was it? That was a, uh, that was an engine, right? That was a hyper. Yeah, that, hyperdrive. Was, that was a hyper, uh, the core to a hyperdrive. For like a uh, star destroyer, um, and it was being hauled away by a like a well, a tugboat, a hauler ship. Which that thing? I, I don't know what that thing they're building is. It looked like the uh, the hyperspace rings they used in the first two prequels. Well, I, I say I mean, again. I don't know if it's it's accurate or not, but I heard that those uh, that was going to Thrawn uh, to help build his fleet or something like that. doesn't make sense. I mean, I don't know if it's accurate. That's what I'm saying, because they don't even know where he is. If that's the case. They would, well, she has the tracker on that. That's another thing, the tracker, right? So I get confused with this because I know that they had a tracker on the, uh, on the Falcon when they, they let it escape the Death Star. And that's how the Empire was able to find Yavin, right? But in The Last Jedi, they were saying that you can't track a vessel through hyperspace, right? And that's why, like, they had this special new device that they made. Right, but that was... Um, and this this goes back to the old West End games, uh, the role-playing games. I remember the explanation they gave for that is if you had a tracker... Um, the tracker would basically ping the communication lines through the hyperspace communication lines, you know, like their uh, network of how they communicate ship to ship. Yeah. That as a ship flies with a tracker on it, it's almost like how your cell phone uh, automatically pings for a signal when you're walking around. Uh, that's how the tracking that's how they were able to track the uh, the Falcon when it was flying because it had a tracker on it that would constantly be pinging and sending. Yeah, out I understand that. Yeah, but uh, in the sequel trilogy, they didn't have tracker uh, like trackers on the ships. They were just able to do it. The ship. Oh, there's the ship. We see it. Okay, we can track it through hyperspace now. There wasn't any sort of sig. There wasn't a tracer on the ships themselves, which I don't know. That, that seems like you're breaking your own rules. Well, as I'm saying, like, like if that was the case, then in the last Jedi, couldn't they just thrown a bunch of trackers onto their vessels to find them instead of like 
having the secret technology to follow them through hyperspace. Yeah. If they did, you know, uh, you would think with all those missiles that uh, Kylo Ren was, sh was shooting at the ship, one of them could have had a bug on them. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I that was an issue because I didn't think that you could track a vessel through hyperspace. And she just like, eh, I'll put this little spider tracker on the ship. Well, basically, that's the same. That's the same uh, theory. Yeah. It doesn't have to be big. It just has to ping out a signal. You know, so, I mean, it makes sense that it could be something that small. I don't know how good, a, how strong an arm uh, Chopper has. They was able to throw it from one ship to another. And Chopper was good. I was glad that he was pretty close to what the series was like. Oh, yeah. But like I said, Chopper was always psychotic. I tell you, that was. He's fun, though. I, I really like him. So who was that third character that was with the, he was masked? Oh, I don't know. Maybe he's, a, maybe he's uh, one of the Inquisitors that survived past uh, Rise of Skywalker. Do you think he's Ezra? No, I, don't, I wouldn't think so. I think it could be just because Kathleen Kennedy. You know, they have no problems mistreating, uh, you know, a male character. So they'll just have him turn bad for some reason. Feel like he was abandoned out there and he, and he became, I guess, basically an inquisitor. But there's, I think that there has to be a reason why there's a mask there and it's going to be someone familiar. Yeah, but the thing is, if it was Ezra, they, Thrawn would already be back. Because Ezra had to stay on the ship to make sure Thrawn didn't escape. Oh, maybe Thrawn doesn't want to come back yet. Or wouldn't be wouldn't be something if Thrawn has been back and he's been hiding in the shadows. That's possible too. He'll definitely be, be back. More cool story. <laughs> yeah, it's like they finally get there. There's nothing here. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Or it's like you know. <laughs> And then blast off, and Thrawn will be like, say, you know, man, I always hated that witch, and they blow <laughs> up the hyperspace ring, and they were stranded in another galaxy. And then I'll just say, to be continued in season two, directed by Dave Filoni, created by Dave Filoni, written by. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just don't have the hatred for him you do. No. No, and I just, I, I just think that if someone has to do that, they got a lot of insecurity. Me? No, the, the guy that has to have his name on everything. <laughs> no, I know, but it, it I'm, I'm kidding. It, it does sound like I have a lot of insecurity when I do this stuff. <laughs> um. No, no, Joe, you just have some violence issues you need to work out. Yeah, you just got some anger, that's all. Nothing nothing crazy. Yeah, I'm not insecure. How dare you? How dare you? I'm going to go uh, away and cry now. Yeah, when the episode's over. <laughs> I guess it is basically over. But anyway, hopefully it starts to get better. Do, do we know how many episodes there are? No, I don't actually. 
Um, yeah, they didn't say like, you know, one out of ten, two out of ten. How many episodes of Ahsoka are there? Everyone <laughs> says there's two. Yeah, no, no, you know what, Sherlock? It's like, but how, how much is season one going to have? Um, actually, I think, let me see. Sorry for doing. Oh, I, I don't know. Let's just assume that there's eight. <laughs> well, speaking of episodes. Due to the writer strike and then not having anything to put on the TV, CBS is going to be showing the first two episodes of Star Trek Strange New Worlds on network television. So if mm. you haven't, haven't seen it, check it out. I've had the opportunity. I'm not interested. Um, so far, it looks like season one will have eight episodes. Oh, thanks, Fedra. Yep, eight episodes. <laughs> Um, so, but what season are they up to with uh, the Star Trek series, Jack? Uh, they just finished season two. All right, I know you like it, and I guess it's I, I think it's great. I love it. All right, maybe I'll check it out. All right, I guess we'll wrap this one up. So, Jack, can you tell everyone where they can find you? You can always send me an email at jackm at wdwnt.com. And uh, we've thrown a lot of stuff around this week, so uh, let us know what you think. And Fedra? You can find me on Instagram at Fedrakris or be my friend on Facebook and email me at Fedra at WDWNT.com and just put Nerd Alert. And if you want, you can email me at Joe at WDWNT.com or send me a friend request on Facebook. And I'm also on the podcast, Rest of Junk, where we talk about 80s movies. Uh, I told you the next movie we're doing is Clue. So I picked a movie that I, I picked just to annoy them, and it was Popeye. Oh, God, Robin. why? <laughs> I don't know. They pissed me off, like, at some point, because uh, they had me watch Cannonball, Cannonball Run 2, and then they decided it was so bad they weren't going to do it. And I already watched it because... I was told we were going to do it. So this was my revenge. But now I want to take it back and I want to do Raging Bull. Because I, I, I've watched that so many times in the last would be couple cool. of weeks. I love Raging Bull. It's such a great movie. That's a definite 10 out of 10 for me. I have There's very little 10 out of 10s for me. John, that would be a good movie to cover. It is hey, a Joe. good movie. Yeah. Joey, you're my brother. I just, I love De Niro and that and Pesci. Oh, it's a great movie. Anyway, check out WDW News Today, Disneyland News Today, as well as Universal Parks News Today for all your Disney Universal news. And finally, if you like our show and enjoy the enjoy other WDWNT podcasts and like to become a Patreon supporter, please visit the WDWNT Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash WDWNT. So with that, this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert Season 9 Episode 32 so until next time see y'all good night all be good to each other good night everybody